Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, usually start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple <laughs> glasses of wine. <laughs> and then there becomes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> I'm LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, girl, hey. I am the Millennial Chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. 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 What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's the Hey, Girl, Hey podcast. Urban Media Today. Big shouts to Urban Media Today. I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. Check it in. What's your name? Check it in. And I am LaShawn, the chatter chick. Check it in. Check it in. Our millennial chick is out today. Um, So, uh, you know, big shouts to our millennial chick. She's just taking some time and resting a little bit. But we have another millennial uh, joining us today. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so so Jer Jer, we got you covered. Naomi Ritter of the Finesse Institute. Hey, Miss Naomi. How are you today, love? You do you doing all right? I am. I'm doing well. I had a nice productive day, you know, meetings and all that jazz, but it's coming to an end. So I'm I'm awesome. how about you, ladies? Oh, we're good. We got our juice boxes. Juice boxes up. So we I got water today. That's fine. It's fine. Whatever's in your juice box, it's your juice box. Mm-hmm. So Naomi, I, I know you are familiar with the show. Just to recap, we're going to go over this week's uh, hot topics. And then, I mean, some of them is, you know, w- what we know. And then some of them is pretty touchy. So, you know, feel free to chime in. Um, you know, we are live on the YouTube, as LaShawn would say. Uh, and so we thank you for watching. If you want to leave us a comment, please do that. We, we'd love to, uh, to, to express, you know, talk about what you, you know, read your questions or whatever. So uh, let us know if you have any questions on there. First things first, uh, last week we talked about, um, we weren't, you know, with DMX, he, he was on life support. Uh, when we yeah. did our show last week, but he has since passed at the age of 50 due to a heart attack. Um, he leaves behind 15 kids. Jeez. 17. Is it 17? I heard it was 17. Because I, I read an article that said Beyonce and Jay-Z bought his house and they're going to give it to his 17 kids. Okay. So where I looked at it was Oh, 15. that's a well, mess. It could, be, it could be more better. <laughs> How are you going to give... I that's mean, that's good. well, that was a rumor. That's not the case. Jay Z and Beyonce. It was rumored that they were going to do that. They're not going like. Do I that. mean, like these all got different mothers, so they all living in there in different quarters with their kids. And oh, that's a mess. That's a boarding school. Definitely a boarding school. Yeah, and all them kids. Seventeen. Like, when did you have? T- oh, <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. to DM. <laughs> <laughs> to DMX and, uh, that no funeral arrangements have been made uh, a lot of folks just having speculations on how he died and died of COVID he died of the vaccine and he had a drug overdose look the brother is gone 50 years old uh, he has a catalog of hits um, yeah. so you know this estate I think there's going to be an estate argument I think folks are going to be fighting over some because that brother got some music and uh, I don't know. I don't think this uh, this story is going to rest anytime soon. What do you yeah. guys think? Definitely I think- not. I mean, he contributed to the culture so much in so many different ways, you know, like mm-hmm. 
Like I, I was listening to the Breakfast Club and it was funny because I forgot that he has the last tagline as soon as the Breakfast Club ends, like right at 10 o'clock. Breakfast Club. No. Is it yep. Breakfast Club bitches? Oh, yep. that's yep. him. Yep. 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 You get wow. so you forget it, right? You forget oh. that. Yep. Breakfast Club bitches. That's yep. right. <laughs> that's oh, wow. That's DMX. Yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, we we played DMX on uh, Urban Media Today Radio, and just to hear those hits again, uh, you know what a dog means? Oh my goodness, just I know. Back I in one piece with Leah. Uh, oh man, yeah. so he'll definitely yeah. be missed. Um, but I'm glad that now he can rest. You know, um, yeah. it seems like he just spent his life just fighting, fighting, and now he can rest. Um, so also, uh, it's not it's not breaking news. I, I think it's actually <laughs> funny. But the have you heard of the Ush Bucks? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so Usher is oh. being accused of giving out fake money. He was passing out his own money. Naomi, you're a marketing girl. Lashawn, you're a marketing chick. Yeah, I'm a marketing chick. This is what you do. That was genius. I'm sorry. Mm. That was freaking dope that he put his money on a bill and he passed it out at the strip club. And these strippers was like, yes, we going to get paid tonight. We going to get paid tonight. But they they were dancing like, for free. Right. And he looked down and was like, those are hardworking professionals. That's right. No, he did spend money. Okay. He did spend money in there, but he passed out, you know. <laughs> I would have kicked his behind. I mean, I, I probably would. Yeah, I probably would have took a couple of those bucks because they're probably going to be worth something. I guess they can go online and probably usher those usher those off um, online. I saw what you did there. <laughs> some people will some people will buy that. Some people yeah. will probably buy that. So keep those. Um, but if he didn't give them money enough, like I can see him handing them out and say, "Here, ah, that's a joke. Hi, here goes a thousand bucks." Yeah. But if I'm doing my little dance and boom, it was reported that he's going to go back and make it good, but I don't think he owes anybody anything. Yes, you do. Because he's promoting his residency in Vegas. I don't think so. Don't nobody go to Ain't nobody tell you to go out there and try to pay your rent with Ush Bucks? <laughs> exactly. You try to pay him. you. It's like, I got rent. Remember you said I wasn't going to pay my rent? Yeah, they did a little dance land, for him. And That's the landlord, what their job. And the landlord was like, uh, no, get down. Oh, this is and the Bucks. landlord was like, uh, these are ash bucks and yeah, yeah. Bucks don't work here. So I mean, that's like trying to go and pass them off at McDonald's to you know to get a happy meal. You can't do it there. Why are you gonna do it at the strip joint? These mm. chicks, do they need their money. Don't yeah, do look that at you when they you he mean to tell me when they go in that. the back when they go in the back to wrench it off. They don't do this just to wrench it off to wrench around and wrench it off. They don't wrench around and wrench it off. Like I heard he was throwing the ash bucks, not like giving them out like. Oh yeah, like, you gonna go? You gonna go hard? I mean, do it. People I mean, was know, like fighting over him. Oh. Yeah, they like on the floor. Like, could you imagine like one of chicks on the floor would, like fighting yes, over, and then you pick it up and like, like that fight scene when they see that it's not real money. Right. You like cinnamon? I just fought you, cinnamon. She over said cinnamon. I'm sorry, cinnamon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think he's going to go back and make it good, which I don't think he should, but being that he has a I Vegas residency, being that he has a Vegas residency, I think he wants Cinnamon and them to come to the show. Yeah, well, I so tell he you. He's going to go make it good. He's going to get Cinnamon some money. Is them Ushbucks going to get Cinnamon? 
Right. They should be on the front mm-hmm. row, shouldn't they? I, With, what like, do you think? VIP. I mean, you all are marketing chicks. What do you think? You you don't think that was a good idea to do? I, think not I at thought the it was club. genius. I don't think at the strip club. Not at the strip club. I mean, I don't know. Like, what are you going to do at the strip club? You're not, you're not selling shoes. You, you giving money out. So at the strip club, right. you're like, yeah, I'm Usher. That's what they're expecting of you. Yeah, but they're that's expecting- like make shoes to go re- to a reseller. Like, oh yeah, these is these is fake, but you know, y'all got the real stuff around them too. It's like, yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought I just felt like it was kind of like a bad joke. Yeah, very bad. Right. Like, yeah, nobody's like, laughing. It's like passing counterfeit. Like you do but all Usher. that work as a dancer and you get a counterfeit dollar. Like I work, they work hard. Like I said, I, I work hard. Ooh, Lord, I was about to bring I out my person. for the money. Ooh, I'm saved now. I don't do that dancing Girl, like that. You, you make that money. You don't let that money make you. But I'm just saying. Come on, Meg. Meg. <laughs> it came out really easy. Ooh. That just brings on, me back. Come on, nutmeg. But I'm just saying, you work that hard. You don't want to get no ush bucks when you didn't put everything out there. Nobody want ush bucks. They want some money. Like that's so wrong. I wish I would. I wish he would come around me with some ush bucks. I will just fight him in a Just street. don't have them ush bucks get in the hand of a crackhead. Oh man, you ain't chasing no. You ain't chasing no crackhead. You ain't they catching no crackhead. You. you ain't gonna catch. You ain't catching no crackhead. You ain't gonna catch crackhead. They definitely gonna catch you. They're going to catch you. They're going to spend them ush bucks being in that store out. Be like, how'd you spend the ush buck? Be like, yeah, that's what we do. They're going to they gonna fold it up so you can just see that one little 100 right. part. Boom. And then pass it up. Be gone. Be out. Tell him, Smokey, Smokey. <laughs> you ain't going to get, ain't catch a Smokey. What smokey, was, Smokey, Smokey. What was the name of that guy on, um, on the boondocks who was this like who kept coming back to haunt that's what them crackers is going to do to usher <laughs> try to give them them ush bucks you know what i'm talking about i forget his name never watched the boondocks my son told yeah, me about I it did. i never I watched mean. it yeah i never I watched it. it all right so we got we got 15 minutes um i don't know what is going on with sean she's got the philharmonic on her phone um so two sad oh, stories i hate to switch gears and i wanted to get uh a police officer, even a former police officer on the show, but being that the block is hot <laughs> at the precincts, you know, they kind of like, yeah, we're going to have to weigh this one out. We're going to sit this one out. Um, two unarmed uh, males gunned down by the hands of police officers, one in Minneapolis, no, yeah, one in Minneapolis and another in Chicago. Um, Dante Wright was killed. Um, uh, the police officer, Minnesota police officer, uh, Kim Potter, she had offered her resignation from the police department and Brooklyn, Brooklyn center police department. Uh, she's a 26 year vet. She's been charged with second degree manslaughter. Um, and she was arrested and booked and I'm not sure if she's out on bail. I'm not sure, but she says that she meant to fire her taser. Uh, when she fatally shot right during a traffic stop and everybody's kind of giving her the side eye and i've even got into a, 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 a discussion it wasn't even an argument with someone like you know for where we're sitting i'm not taking up for the police officer whatsoever but for where we're sitting and for all the reports that we're seeing and responding to on social media it looks plain like how do you not know what a taser feels like what a gun feels like how do you not know the difference how do you not see it in a situation that's heated in a situation that is going in that's in seconds in a situation that happens so quick do you really think you could tell probably 
Um, yeah. Probably, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I don't, I've never been in that situation. So I can't say, ah, oh, you a damn lie. Oh, you don't know the difference. I can't say that because I've never been in that situation. Well, they did something where they showed the position positioning of both of the guns, the taser on one side and a gun on the other side. Mm-hmm. So it I think it's typical for them to carry it like that, like they know. And so the colors of the gun, like the taser was yellow and the gun is, you know, a black gun. So mm-hmm. they even showed a picture of her with the taser on her. Um, and it's one little picture and it was yellow and it was on the one side of her body and the gun was it's on, on the, the other. weak side. Right. Is it yeah, on the weak I, side? Because I, I think Beth Pittenger, who is the president of the um, the police revo- review board here um, in Pittsburgh, she was saying that you know they know that there's a reason why their taser is on one side and their gun is on the other, or like the gun is on the weak side or the side mm-hmm. that you don't normally use, and the taser is mm-hmm. on the easy side where you can easily access it. It's either that or the other way around. But right. they're they're trained, and she held that gun up to him and held it onto him. So right. even in those seconds where you're looking, you you look down to say, "Oh snap! This is it's not a, a this is not a taser. This is a gun." Yeah. They're like you, like and then you what said, do you I mean, do? It feels different. They're, the weight of them are different. Right, like, it's different exactly. than everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like different sizes. I don't know. I just don't understand. Like they, whenever these things come out, the um, response is always, oh, I didn't know what to do or I was afraid or I was confused. It's like, but y'all are trained, trained right. to do this. Why are you so confused? Like, right. why are you so scared? You're, don't be the police if you're going to be so afraid. Like what? Yeah. I, I would really not want to be a police right now. I would quit. I would definitely quit the police force. Well, if I were a police officer, I'd be like, look, I, I can't be challenged. I don't want no parts. I quit. I know I'm a, I'm walking around with no attention. I, I can't do it. I can't do it because it's no telling. I'm either going to take somebody out of here or somebody's going to take me out of here. And I can't live in fear every day. That's not always That's the how case, we though. walk I mean, the streets every day. We live in yeah. fear every day. That's not how it's always done. I mean, you don't hear about a whole bunch of police getting killed by, you know, people like they're coming. You you hear it every once in a while. It'd be like mass shootings, and they shoot everybody, and the police mm-hmm. were just there, and they get mm-hmm. got one of them. But Cross you fire. but you hear about them shooting unarmed. So I don't think it, the the job is not the issue. Working the job, pe- people become police and retire successfully without mm-hmm. getting shot anything. But it is like this in this particular uh, case, she was a trainer. She had trained other cops. So she knew Mm. what she was doing. If as a trainer, you know what you're doing. But this is my thing when it comes to this. If a doctor screws up and administers the wrong med, they lose their license. License. They can go to jail. jail. Because clearly they should know what they're doing. They're right. held accountable for it because they have they took a life. Mm-hmm. It should be the same for a police officer. Absolutely. The exact same. So yeah, she and, and as a trainer, there's really no excuse because she's been on the force for 26 years and she was a trainer. And mm-hmm. then the, you know, the story comes out when they the Mary stopped him, they stopped him for tags and then found out. And then the other part was he had a warrant. He had a warrant, but this the is, warrant went out to the wrong address and this is COVID. This is COVID. Tags, you couldn't even get to the, the DMV to get things because they were shutting them down. So there's people riding around with tags 
expired because you couldn't I get people couldn't even get mine. their license. I just exactly. got my tags. Like so, why are you following for petty things like that? Why are you I saying tags? LaShawn, I got to disagree with you, though. I mean, I do think it is the job. You know, how many times have we heard that the police are the new uh, slave patrol and the KKK? And I know that that can be problematic to some people and people feel like, oh, well, you know, they don't want to always remember that. But it's like these people are literally trained to hunt us down. That's and how they were formed. That's how they exactly. were formed. That's yeah. how they were formed. That's yeah. why they make yeah, so you I'm say, like, no, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They make you say mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the hard part because I, one of my, um, one of my sorority sisters wanted to join the police force and she was like, uh-uh, she honestly, she felt like she was like, she just wasn't cold enough to be a part of it. Cause they had to do like an integrity test or something. And she failed it because she was like, I'm not going to just shoot someone because they are a perceived threat. Like it was like a stimulant or something. And it mm. was just like, they're, they're, they're encouraged to, you know what I mean? Think like this and move like this. And it, they need to be retrained and they need to like, it starts from the, from the top down um, mm. because it's just, it's no excuse. There's no excuse. And like, you know, we sit here every couple months and we have these conversations and it's like, oh, well, you know, well, the tags got, the tags were older or he was running and we didn't recognize him in the neighborhood or he had cigarettes or, or he was walking or he was breathing. And it's like, we're so used to trying to explain it and justify. And it's like, what are you talking about a taser? What do you talk about? You thought a taser was a gun. What are you talking about? You just said she was on the force for 24 years. Yes. What about the gentleman who w- rammed his truck into the police and started shooting and he was not killed? I cannot, I have to pull up the story, but it was a white gentleman who was in a pickup pickup truck or something. I- I'll pull up the story, but uh, um, he's still living. He wasn't killed and he, he right. had a gun and, and, you know, and, 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 the, and now um, TMZ reported a uh, Chicago police officer uh, on administrative leave now because he reportedly shot and killed an unarmed 13-year-old boy by the name of Adam Toledo. He was killed during a foot pursuit. 2.30 in the morning, March 29th, the officer's body cam was recorded. Um, he had caught up to a teenage, to the teenager in the alley. This teenager died as a result of the gunshot wound, um, according to the medical examiner. And the family is claiming that Chicago police did not notify them until two days after uh, after his death. Um, and they think wow. that the cops may be trying to, you know, exactly stuff. Um, they responded, uh, to shots fired two males in a nearby alley, you know, but I saw the video. It, um, the boy was so, you could tell he was so scared. Yeah. He was so scared. And he was just like, he, and then, I mean, just as quick as he went like this, he went down and he was just mm-hmm. like, you know, and it made me think about my son. Right. You know, and my son's 23, and it's just like my son walks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my son in Atlanta works and and he's just, you know, he's a young black man and he just works and wants to take care of his family. And it's something that is on our minds constantly. Right. Um, right. You know, we're not doing anything. Uh, uh, Philandro Castile, was he in his car? Yep. They stopped stopped him for a traffic, a traffic, um, you know, and in front of a little girl, Um, you know, and there are cases where people are able to drive off. There are cases where um, it's it's not as tragic. Yeah. uh, We've seen that. We've seen that. Do you think that, and we have five minutes, but do you think that reform, now is it a time for reform? Yeah. 
I think there's a whole structure that needs to change with the police. So like the police academy needs to be restructured because how are you going to retrain a whole bunch of already installed police officers? So what about the at the police academies? Well, there's, there's conversation, there's tests that they need to take, sensitivity tests, you know, um, like some of those trainings. Mm-hmm. You, you, we can't make it okay for them to shoot someone. Like they, there has, there has to be a training. There has to be, you know, like when they had the thing at Starbucks, Starbucks, and I wanted mm-hmm. the the, the and two then the men, whole the two cast. Men, yeah. I mean, the whole cast, the whole team had to take a sensitivity course. Mm-hmm. They had to learn all across the board. Mm-hmm. It was done. This mm-hmm. is something that needs to be done all across the board. You can't have no more of those little country towns when they have a Barney Fife and, uh, um, you know, uh, yeah. and there's this little two, you guys don't know those people, but I'm just saying, you can't have a force with Barney Fife. I don't know about Naomi, though. Yeah. Nope. She, Naomi, got, she, she got a she blank would, stare. She's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you, know, you, you don't have those people anymore. Like, I don't know they can run it. You know, you go through a little town, but it's just, it's a safety issue because, you know, Every time a black man step, it's just, it's difficult for them. I mean, you know, look at the situation. Where was that South Carolina, the young boys there? And that, that guy's like, where do you live? And he's in that boy's face. Did you see that one today? Yeah. And I, and I saw that um, the young man, um, he has mental health issues, the young man. But, mm-hmm. and so, because people were saying that he was being rowdy to neighbors. I don't know. Uh, but I did see the video he and was I heard just the man's blocking. wife was saying, yeah, get out of our neighborhood. You don't belong yeah. here. And it's just like, how can you tell me where I, be-? that's what made me think of my son mm-hmm. because my son walks home, you know, from work and, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't bother anybody. How can you tell somebody you don't belong here? You don't belong here. Yeah. We've been hearing that for a long time. We don't belong here. We, you know, we go to buy a house. You can't buy a house in this area because this is not where blacks buy. You know, like we we gotta be in our own area. And it's like that with the police. The police would have came and probably if somebody would have called, I think they would have probably took the man's uh, the white man's um side. Well, and he was arrested. Was the man mm-hmm. was the man was arrested, but I'm not sure if he's gonna be charged. But he was charged with assault or something like that. But I don't know if yeah, because he put happen. his hand on him. And yeah, the guy, he did and the young boy was like, Don't put your hands did on him. Did you see sir. that, Naomi? Yeah, yeah, I did. And then the other thing is, I'm thinking about like who was that Dylan Roof, Roof, who um shot up. I remember tr- that story. Yeah, took him to Burger King took like, him to Burger King. Yeah, and you know, like it's just their sick. outcome is not the same. The man who shot up um the Tree of Life was he killed? No, I think. Oh no, okay. he wasn't killed. I thought no. he was. They I think. Did he kill himself? I thought they got him. I'm gonna try to I don't know. Mm, Probably okay. have to Google that one, but okay. I know I don't. I remember. I see. I'd see his picture, and I could see his face. But I've. I wanted. Oh, uh, I thought he got out. I don't know. I don't. That know. was crazy too. Yeah, but we yeah. definitely stronger gun laws. I'm not saying that people can't carry a gun, mm-hmm. and you know that's your constitutional right. You you do have the right to to bear arms, but absolutely, I, I think that the process should be a little bit more strict. But then again, you can't stop the black market. You can't stop people who buy them hot. You know, from the barbershop, they go in the barbershop like, Psst. yeah, go in the back room, I, be all that stuff. Got the I got these Glocks, I got these Glocks in the back. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and 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 Naomi, you might get upset with me and Lashawn. I think we've had we. I know we've had this discussion before. I said this to some people yesterday. 
the same energy that we are putting into these killings, we need to put in the same energy that happens in our own neighborhoods. Two young men under the age of 20 related were killed on the north side here in Pittsburgh just a few days ago. Nobody could catch, nobody knows who killed them. You got uh, Pretty, whose son was killed. No, they know who the man is. Nobody wants to say anything. The same yeah. energy that we are putting into, the, you know, with these protests, the same energy, because it, all of it has to stop. Not just this has to stop. All of it. So they're, everybody's mother is grieving. The cop's mother, the family, the, the deceased mother, their family, they're all, everybody, nobody wins in this situation. So mm -hmm. it all has to stop. So that same energy that we're putting, you know, with this, with the with the cops and, and killing the unarmed black men, we got to put it in the same energy that, that's taking our kids out in these streets. But I think you part of I mean? my issue with that is like, I definitely agree with you, Kiki, that we have to make sure that we keep the same energy, but the police are, are supposed to be the ones who protect the community. The police are supposed to be the ones that look out for us. So if there's crime in a community, there's going to be crime across the board because all areas have crime. So it's going to be black on black crime, white on white crime, Asian on Asian crime, whatever the case may but be. But we also if had the days where our, and the we also caught a police police and they know they killing us too it's like almost like a you know what i mean like a double a double-edged sword because we we who we gonna call we can't call the police because they're gonna kill us but you know what i mean like it's almost like where do we go for options the days to trust police it's sad to say are are over i remember little kids say i want to be a police officer when i grow up i don't hear that anymore um and yeah. the days are also over when our neighbors used to watch our kids where we used to trust our neighbors and we used to, you know, and we used to do things together. Those days are over. The respect for human life out the damn window. It's yeah. like, I'm out of my business. I, that don't have nothing to do with me. But yet you see this mother mourning every day and you know that this is hurting her heart and you know who killed her son and you're not right. saying anything about it. So that doesn't help you. It doesn't help. Right. The mother, the grieving mother or father of the family, it, it doesn't help the justice system. It doesn't help at all. So, all right, we're going to yeah. shift gears. We're going to take a sip and we're going to take a quick break. Um, mm. We have some fan mail. Um, before you slide into her DM, bruh, I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to listen up. This fan mail. Naomi, this was pretty funny. So um, I think hopefully you can chime in and, and provide some, some advice to this person. We're going to take a quick break. Take a sip. We'll be right back. It's the Hager Hey podcast or Urban Media Today. To advertise on Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio with 24-7 exposure and online exclusives, email editor at urbanmediatoday.com. Urban Media Today is an online blog magazine specializing in urban lifestyle, finance, entertainment, HBCU sports, and more. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. say what's happening. We say the facts and then they lie. We come Girl, hey, Naomi Ritter of the Finesse Institute joins us today. Uh, Naomi has somebody that agreed with you on uh, YouTube. Uh, Tin Pan 80, uh, Tin Pan Addy said that she agrees with you. So I don't know what it was that you said, but they said they agree with you. So, Shouts tell to me, you, is your friend. 
We agree with you too. Yeah, somebody who's checking. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a safe space. It's okay for everybody to say, you know, how they feel. This is, you know, this is what being grown up is all about. You can say whatever you want to say, as long as we use it in a respectful way, and and that's always been our thing that's how we do it um also what we do is we read we read fan mail um you can send in your fan mail to the hey girl hey podcast at gmail.com whatever is on your chest we want we're going to address it and try our hardest to help you ooh, ooh. we just may make fun of you too but we won't reveal who you are so here it is can can you get this man out my inbox um it says i've known this guy for years um, I have to give these details because LaShawn is the code cracker. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known this guy for years and we've developed a pretty cute friendship. We flirt with one another from time to time. He would inbox me on social media asking questions like how I'm doing, what I have for lunch, simple stuff like that. One night he inboxes me and it was late, but I couldn't sleep. So I answered. We go back and forth and in his messages, he starts to flirt heavy. Maybe he was sitting on sipping on something. It's late. You know, you never know. He's sipping on something. Sipping and smoking, you never know. Anyway, um, I'm entertained by uh, by this time. So I respond. Um, There may be a 10 minute pause. There was a 10 minute pause. uh, So I go up, I go to the bath, I get up, I go to the bathroom, get some water. I get back into bed and my phone pings. This guy sends me a video of him pleasuring himself. I was in shock. I laughed to myself because he thought he was really doing something. (laughs) I didn't have the heart to tell him that I'm not feeling him like that. And his video wasn't enjoyable. This happened two nights ago. I still haven't responded. He sent me a few messages but I just can't find myself to say anything because I know he's going to want to address that night. Do I bring it up? Do I tell him? What do I say? Well, you answer that now. I mean, hey, this is, that's a millennial thing. Y'all answer. You answer that. Thing. This, um, this my age ain't going to send no pictures. Their stuff, maybe all gray. Because they sleep by 9 o'clock. They sleep by 9 o'clock. They ain't sending no pictures. Don't nobody want to look at that. Like, it's your life, boy. Did you say gray hair? I can't. Gray hair? Yeah, she said gray hair. The worst part about it is it was unsolicited. That's what, like, right. like, nobody asked for this. Why did you do this? And I probably wouldn't have responded. I don't know if that's the best way to go about it, but that I'd be like, all right, well, that's okay. That I'm just probably never going to talk to you again because I don't know what to say back to that and i didn't ask for this and i feel uncomfortable and this is weird so this was cute <laughs> but i know i mean that if they're really response though this was cute thanks I, by now you probably if i respond at all i probably wouldn't have responded at all like i probably would have just ghosted him after he, that yeah but he would have been blocked yeah, yeah but if I, I felt the need to run, i mean i don't know just i don't I, yeah i probably just not responded because what do you say back to that like i don't know Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It, it, it definitely for it. that's super I don't know who asked for that. um yeah. well i don't know she says she's I mean, known as... but does she does she ever send him a pic because sometimes people be leaving stuff off the story well i don't know i don't i don't know uh she just said that they have a cute friendship 
they've developed a pretty cute friendship and they do flirt yeah, with one another that. from time to time. Uh, mm. I don't know. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. yeah. Some, you I'm know, cool. some guy probably thought, you know, she said something to me. Maybe she's now she didn't reveal what she said to him. Like, let me right. see what you're working with. Or, oh, I can't, you know, just little, little flirty stuff that'll get them hot and heavy. You just don't, you don't know what button you pushed. Um, yeah, and right. so it made him feel comfortable to do that. He was like, right. <laughs> there is, there is some form of comfortability that he has with her to do that because she says she's yeah. known him for years and they flirted back and forth. Now I would hope that he knows her a little bit to, I, that's just ignorant. I would have, I would have totally blocked him and I would have told him off first. Like, why would you do that? That's not cute. We're not. But when she said that they flirted, what is her extent of flirting? She probably says some things to him that he feels comfortable to do that. You know, um, she has to get that straight. Like she's been knowing him for years. How, what was the extent of the flirt? How cute, as she says, it was cute friendship. How cute was this friendship? What did y'all do that was so cute that he thinks I mean, that at two in the morning, what was that talk at two in the morning? Because if you in the morning, and you keep entertaining this. Yeah, what else do you before, expect? Before he got to that point of doing that kind of show, y'all were talking about something else to get him more roused up to do that. You know what I mean? Like that that conversation, it wasn't about, you know, how was your day in the stock market? That was something else. Did you entertain that? He got someone there. legit fit LLC said, tell him it looks small and disgusting and send several throw up emojis. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> My God said, uh, or ex- extort him for money, saying you'll forward it to his job and post it until there's money in your cash app. Oh. Damn, it's like that. It ain't real hard. Like Whoa. it ain't got it ain't got an eyes on it. They won't know who it is. You can't forward it to the job. I mean, yeah. but if you need some lunch money for the next day, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it's shoot payday ain't until the 30th, so. Yeah. But the you thing is, half the time with guys like that, if they're that forward, they probably don't even care because they're just like, you know, you know what I mean? he already did No, because there's probably a level of trust. Because I'm mean, can you imagine? Uh, he's an exhibitionist. I, he puts it on tape. You going to do all I that mean, and put I, it on tape where she can pass that. it around? No. Yeah, sometimes guys like they just do that. Like I, I, I know we like to assume that there may be trust in the conversation. Sometimes guys are just gross, and they're just like, "Oh, come look at my dick," and it's just like, I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> and that's that's interesting when guys do things Those like things that. That's like, just I don't get it. I don't get that. Like, yeah. I don't get if that. You like, ain't a bolo I need to know or what woman like that, You said, don't need to put that on. Film. I need to know what woman said. That's hot. That's sexy. Um, There are women out there who are misleading. Um, And I mean, to each your own, if that's what you like, you know, but because that's going to spoil over here. And I'm not, I don't want that. She said she enjoyed the tape. She enjoyed it. No, she said she did not. She said it wasn't enjoyable. Oh, it wasn't enjoyable. And you said tape. Um, I'm mad at you. Oh, you know, she didn't, she enjoyed the VHS tape. (laughs) With the camcorder. <laughs> That's how they were I, done back in the day. I don't know I nothing about that. that. You know, I'm just saying. I think I had a I'm conversation with um with Jill Scott. Um, a oh, long you just throwing around names ago. like Jill oh, yeah. Scott. Yeah, me and, you know, me and Jill, like, we talk all the time. Yeah, Jill and Philly. 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 
Me and Jilly, we, we, we talk a long time. We talked a long time ago about this and she was just saying that people forget how to play coy. The, the, mm-hmm. the cat and mouse, the game, like nobody wants to play games mm-hmm. anymore. It's like, right. I don't, I don't have time for court and look, we smash yeah. it or not. Quick we gratification. Won't, you won't, we won't smash or not. Please don't come up to me saying that. No, it's It's, it's actually hard for me to take a compliment. Like if someone compliments mm-hmm. me and says, oh my God, that picture is so beautiful. I'm like, thank you. No, yeah. seriously, you are just beautiful. Thanks. And now I feel mm-hmm. awkward. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's enough. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like that. But then there's women that just want that and they're just mm-hmm. thirsty for it. Is that thirsty though? To want attention or to want? It's no. not thirsty to want attention. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think I everybody think... wants attention. Everybody likes attention, you know. And and maybe we do assume that this guy, um, they were he felt comfortable and to to send it to her. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't know. You just you just batting a thousand when you do that. Like it's just still going back. Yeah. So I'm telling you, I mean, for you, that's a lot of, that's a lot of balls to do something like that. Literally. literally. Balls. And if you, know, if you ain't a bolo or something like that, maybe that's not, that's not your thing. You shouldn't be out there. You, y'all don't watch the TV show. Uh, oh, I heard bolo. Yes. I, okay. I was okay. at first, I was like, if you ain't a bolo. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's not my thing. Pictures and taking pictures and doing it. That's not my thing. That's not, but, um, yeah, because I'm not doing it back. Yeah, no. Because one day I may run right. for state representative or Congress right. or something, and now right. those things you think are gone are never. Yeah, gone. they just well, pop up. Even, yeah, because even whenever I, whenever a yeah, bad people, picture pops up at me, huh? Would you say? Would you say Naomi? Oh, I said um. I said, that's the first thing people do is they look for that type of stuff whenever you try to, you know what I mean, public office or do something halfway. Right. Naomi, you and I are in a sorority. And for me, it is all about finer womanhood. And no matter what you do, where you are, who you are with, with whom you are with, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, you must always remain finer. You just have to carry you, you, you know that's have, not true. You know that's not true, right? No, but that's what I you believe know that's in. that's not true. But that's me. <laughs> it's true for me. You know that's it's true, true for me. It's you know true for me. Sorority girls, right? You know that's not no, true. No, no, no. But for me and, and Naomi, <laughs> you know, finer womanhood is one of our principles. I don't, I'm not familiar with yours. Yeah, I, so I understand. For me, but you know that's not true, right? I mean, you know, for Delta, for Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, it's just making sure that you're, you know what I mean? You're just carrying yourself well. Like you're just being, you're not being respectable because I hate to use that word and make it sound like judgmental, but you're just being mindful, I guess. Just being mindful that there's always somebody who's looking at you. There's always, there's people who look up to you. There's people who who admire you and who who inspire, who you inspire. And it's Mm -hmm. like, if you, but also I don't want to say this and make it seem like you can't, be sexually free or you can't enjoy like sending new pics or whatever because I am an advocate for people to be as sexually free as they want to be and do what you want to do just it's just I don't know I think the the thing that bugs me about this situation in particular is the fact that it was unwarranted mm-hmm. it's like if you want to send pics and if you want to post pics and do what you want to do I applaud you and I I I support people who you know I mean, who feel comfortable doing that stuff so it's mm-hmm. not even like that it's not even about oh well you're supposed to carry yourself a certain way this was unwarranted and that's what makes mm-hmm. it like ooh because then it's like now you want to talk about like she could really 
you know, say that was sexual harassment. Like, is there's just so many ways that this could go because she didn't ask for that. Like, it'd be different if they was doing this and they was cool. You know what I mean? But, yeah. and that's why I'm like, no, nah. like I probably would have just completely X'd them out because this is weird now. You, congratulations, you made it weird. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk I would, to you. I would probably call him um, and say, hey, uh, I, I, I don't think that this is, this is a good idea for us to pursue anything because, you know, I, I appreciate our friendship and it's okay that, you know, you took it too far. And mm-hmm. now it's hard for me to see you and not think of that moment. I don't see you that way. Right. Um, and so I, I think we're going to have to just kind of, you know, press pause for a minute and back up. I'm going to just let you be great. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be over here. Um, right. And if I see you, I see you. I'm going to say, hey, that's it. But outside of that, yeah. So I'm going to no longer follow you on social media. I'm probably going to block you. Um, I don't hate you, but I, I just need to kind of separate myself right, right. now because you kind of made it weird. He did that for himself. He didn't do that yeah. for her. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pretty it, was, it was 10 minutes. I think it was a conversation. Minutes. It was a conversation. It took 10 minutes for him to... It took 10 minutes. Mm, not bad. It was 10 minutes ain't bad. 10 minutes ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Some people, you know, they get quicker than that. Oh, you got to be quicker than that. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're going to get to know uh, Naomi Ritter uh, of the Finesse Institute. We're going to take another quick break. Um, and then we're going to get to talk to uh, Naomi and, and just kind of pick her brain on what she does and why she does what she does and who she helps. So if you are a new entrepreneur, if you aspire to be an entrepreneur, if your goal is to be, a, you know, to, to start up a Fortune 500 uh, company, you know, you kind of want to start building a tribe of people who are on that same path or who can connect you and, and expand your tribe. Um, and Naomi Ritter, uh, and of course, LaShawn, definitely. Um, I'm so happy that you all are in my tribe. I'm so happy um, that I can call you guys and be like, hey, I got a question. I have this. And you need that. You know, you may have to, to, to open up some space in your friend circles um, and, and add some new ones and some, some more inspiring uh, friends that you can learn from. And Naomi Ritter is one of them. So we're going to check in uh, with Naomi Ritter of the Finesse Institute in just a few seconds. So hold tight. It's the Hagerhood Podcast for Urban Media today. Operation Better Block is a nonprofit organization serving the Homewood community of Pittsburgh since 1971 through programs for housing, financial literacy, employment, community engagement, and economic development. Operation Better Block strategize, organize, and mobilize block by block to benefit the Homewood community. For more information, log on to obbinc.org or call 412-731-1908 today. Hey girl, hey. Hey. Hey girl, hey podcast. Naomi Ritter is our guest. She is the founder of the Finesse Institute. You need to find out what the Finesse Institute is. I'll tell you just in case you can't Google it fast enough. It provides services that range from designing websites, creating business plans, which 
business plan. Anyway, um, and so much more. I did it. You know what I did? You know what I did? I got my income tax refund. And I was like, I'm gonna start my business. And I started. contacted LegalZoom and I started it and I ran off. And yeah. usually, and, and, and Naomi, you could talk about business plans because I think it's more for if you wanna get a business loan, a plan, investors, sponsors, stuff like that. Yeah. But you're the professional, you can talk about that. But not only, I mean, you do so much more and you've pro, um, are you the program director of the EAT initiative? Yes, so Program Director of the EAT Initiative, um, which is a food access nonprofit um, located in Pittsburgh, PA, in mm-hmm. addition to um, running the Finesse Institute, which I do, which is obviously my um, own company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we're familiar with the EAT Initiative because we know Chef Claudie, mm-hmm. Chef Claudie Pierre. Uh, he was on the show. That brother, that brother got some energy. Ah, mm-hmm. I be, he needs to bottle it up and sell it. I'm telling you. That's, that's, he would he make it he would make millions, but um, you, so you started the Finesse Institute when and why? I started the Finesse Institute in July of 2018. Um, I had actually got in a car accident. I was rear-ended by an 18-wheeler truck and I couldn't mm. work. Yeah. And so I was just home for like the whole summer that year. Um, and then I started doing resumes for people, just, you know, people needed help with their resumes. And so I was like, all right, I can do it real quick. I can edit it and tweak it. So I started out doing resumes for people and then it turned into business plans. And then once I started doing business plans, cause I, um, I went to Duquesne University and I got my master's in social and public policy. So I've always enjoyed writing and research. Um, so being a writer and a researcher, I'm like, I'll write your business plan. It's just like writing a paper. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't mind doing the research and putting it together and all that stuff. Don't ask me about the financials. You know, I, I got somebody for that, but you know, the research and the writing I can do. So anyway, I started with business plans and resumes. Um, and then I decided that I also wanted to incorporate the design aspect because I wanted these documents to look nice. I wanted them to be visually appealing. Um, and one thing I noticed is when I work with graphic designers, their designs may be beautiful, but don't ask them to write nothing. Don't don't expect the spelling to be on point. That's just not their right. thing. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, let's just package it up and do and you know what I mean, do the whole thing. So from that point, I ended up um, moving on to more so like websites. And then I started to do like more graphic design content, flyers here and there and stuff like that. Um, The reason why I really started the company is because I wanted to make sure that I was providing a service to the community where we would be able to showcase our talents that we naturally have in a way that is um, accessible to other people. A lot of times, particularly I've noticed with, with my people, with our people, with Black people, we are so talented and we have all this that we're doing, but it's just not always packaged up properly because we don't always have time for that so it's like Mm -hmm. i'm out here doing the work boots on the ground but don't ask me to try to find my website or book me for a a consultation or anything because i don't have time for that because i'm so busy doing the work right i'm like okay cool you keep doing the work and let me package it up for you that way it's easy to find you and if i go on google and i search you you popping up on google as just like the white companies or the whatever companies are and you're just as easy to find which obviously um also activates trust within your your target audience so that's Mm -hmm. why i started because i'm like we need to make sure that our stuff is packaged because there's so many missed opportunities just because we don't we just don't have the time to do that or we don't have the Mm -hmm. patience to do it or it's a technology barrier or a writing barrier or busyness, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So from business plans, I started doing websites and then I went on to social media and then I eventually graduated to doing uh, marketing campaigns. 
So I still offer that full breadth of services, but right now my primary services are marketing campaign um, strategy, design and upkeep, and then um, website design. And I enjoy doing the work because I'm able to um, use my writing skills and use my artistic skills to like, you know, make a beautifully packaged product. So that was like the real fast. Um, no, we actually Good. have like the same story because mm-hmm. for me and, and you know, because uh, Naomi's actually rebuilding Nice to Media's website. I'm so happy because mm-hmm. if you look at that website, it's like Kiki did this. Um, it's, <laughs> it wasn't bad, but it was like, I kind of, I mean, it's been, it's been since 2016. Um, wow. And so it's time for a new look. It's time for a new look. But I saw a need, there were people who needed to post on social media and it was something that I was good at. And so I was just like, I'll do it for you. And then right. I realized that I started doing that. And then people were asking me, well, show me, how do I do this promotion? And I was like, oh, this is a good idea. You need to do that. Yeah. And it was like, they were making money and I was just giving away my ideas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that. Um, and that's how Nice to Media got started. So uh, it was something that was necessary. I hope y'all can hear me. Can you still hear me? Okay. So uh uh so basically it my headphones just died on me so basically uh it was it was a situation that was necessary you saw a need you saw a void and so you stepped in and and took care of that void what's the biggest mistake that most businesses make when starting out i think the biggest mistake that businesses make or even i can say that i have made was initially not taking myself seriously like I knew that I wanted to do it but I wasn't like I wasn't as as bold in it as I as I could have been because I was just Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome you know what I mean just gonna be honest with y'all and so but then I realized the more the more um products I produce the more works I produce I'm like this looks good this is nice and people like it and they're using it you know what I mean and so it's like not only was I um observing a need and filling it, but people were happy with my designs. People loved what I was producing and it, and I was able to really and truly serve people who look like me and serve other entrepreneurs and serve women-owned businesses and allow for our works to look just as nice and propped up and accessible as other people's works who is probably not doing the work on the ground the way we are. You know what I mean? It's like, if you look at some of the, um, some of the things that are most shiny and that are the most attractive, they don't have the, the depth that's, that's some, you know what I mean? That other works have. And so just trying to level the playing field, I guess, you know? Mm. So um, my biggest mistake was just not realizing how, how important that is and just doing it because I'm a writer, you know, doing it because I like to, to design. I like design. I, I, I've always been a writer. I went to Kappa. My major was writing in high school. So because I'm like, this is just what I do. I'll just do it for you because I don't mind not realizing that this could really be the difference between somebody um, somebody getting that bank loan or not getting it. And not to say I wasn't taking them seriously, but I wasn't taking myself seriously. I was just doing it because I could do it. You know what I mean? And so seeing how people trusted me with their visions and trusted me with their companies and their, their babies, you know, their companies being their babies. I'm like, yeah, this, there's something here. You know what I mean? Like we got to make sure that we, that we prop this up and that we make sure that we're all, all in because there's something here. There's something that can really grow from this. And so I'm thankful that I'm still feel like I'm getting stronger every day. I'm getting better every day and I'm still learning and I'm honored to be able to have this, you know, conversation with you ladies and just learn from each other and share and make sure we're doing it for a hood. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. 
I mean, you have to work your business like that. If you work it like a hobby, you get paid like it's a hobby. I, I think in everything that I've I've done, I, even when I used to like just braid hair, um, I used to be like, well, yeah, this is what I do. This is how much it is. And people try to barter with you. And it's like, no, nah, okay, no, I braid hair. This is what you're going to, you're going to be here. And I would give them a timeline. Like you come into my house at nine o'clock, you probably won't be done until six. So if you have something to do in between there, you can't keep going. I would give, I would say what I'm doing and put it out there with everything that I would do, you know? And I I didn't want to get paid like it was a hobby because it right. was serious to me. And I had to learn that the hard way. Like I would do wedding coordinating for my family. Um, well, it's something I like to do, party planning and things like that. And, but when it came to family, family wants you to do everything for them for free. Mm-hmm. And so I used to make them pay like a retaining fee like everybody else to retain my services. And then I would dictate what you would get from me as a family member. You don't dictate that. I do. But mm-hmm. I learned that a long time ago with family. Like I had to work this like a business because they would be like, oh, you know, someone's was getting married, cousin so-and-so, we need you to do that. And that's how it goes with business. I mean, if you want to market yourself, you know, you're good at something, your gifts make way for you. Right, right. It becomes something, if, if it's something you love to do, what a job. Yeah, and it's you respect that you understand that, but not everybody else understands that. People see they see you or as just starting out. Oh, you're just starting out. So why do you need five thousand dollars? Or why do you need also you have companies who just started out thinking that it's okay to charge somebody five thousand dollars for something that you're like, what are you what are you about to do? So I'm not gonna pay you. Uh, $5,000. So what is your advice to people who just, who, who need to focus on their product and their service and, and how can they relate that to their client, their client base or potential clients and saying, look, this is what I offer you. This is the price that I'm, that I am charging. I'm charging a consultation fee. I want the consultation fee upon the meeting. I want this, you know, this is my time. And, you know, how do you get people to take you seriously? And how do you hone on that? I know I asked a bunch of questions. Hopefully no, it's you know. good. It's funny. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I was just having this conversation with uh, Latrenda Sherelle. I don't know if y'all know her. Uh, with Latrenda uh, Consulting. Shout out to Latrenda. But mm-hmm. she always make sure that she is not afraid to say, this is my price and this is what I'm going to do for you. So you will pay me my price, pay me my money. And I think for me, like what I, what advice I would give would be for people to keep their eyes on their own paper, literally and figuratively, because there have been plenty of times where I did a website and somebody didn't like it, or I did a resume and they said it looked exactly the same. Like that has happened. But at the same time, it's like, no, it don't. I was working hard on this. Like, you know, I put in these hours, but you just got to keep going and you just got to stay focused, tunnel vision. And just, it just gets better and it gets easier and you, you become adaptable to it. And it's, it just, it just, it's like riding a bike, you know, and the longer you do it, it's almost like for me, at least it feels like the less likely I am to stop. Cause I just keep doing it. Just do another one. Just do another one. Just do another one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, when you're on like um, Instagram and you're, everyone listens to Gary, Gary V and I like Gary V, but you know, one of the things that he said was you just, you got to fall in love with the process. I think 50 cent said that too. I like, I like 50 cent his businessman. That's my guy, mm-hmm. but you know, you got to be in love with the process, not the end result, because there's going to be highs and lows no matter what. So you got to just keep your eyes on your own paper. This is what I do. This is what I'm going to keep doing. And you may not have liked it, but I'm going to do another one and I'm going to just keep getting better. So just give me some grace and we're going to get this figured out. You know That's what I'm right. saying? 
is that one of the tips that you would give uh, new entrepreneurs to help them take off successfully? So if, if not, then what are three tips that you would give them to take off successfully? Um, don't be so hard on yourself, one, especially just starting out. Um, keep learning, keep learning, keep being a student, that's two. And then three, surround yourself with people who want better for themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Three things I would say to a new entrepreneur. Um, one thing I've noticed in my transition to entrepreneurship is it, it can be lonely, especially when your your family may not be full of entrepreneurs, or you're you're hanging around your friends and and they're not of an entrepreneurial mindset, or they're just negative and depressing, and you're used to that, so you're a part of it. You know, you can't grow in those type of environments. You can't mm -hmm. become better. So you got to get around people who are thinking like you and who want to support you and who's not going to hate on you because you're doing something different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that happens. That's good advice. Naomi, thank you so much. Um, how can we reach you? We got to wrap up. That's the end of the show. How can we reach you? How can we we find you? I know the finesseinstitute.com, but how can we find you on social media? Yes. So um, my social media on Instagram is Bayomi Ritter, Instagram and Twitter, B-A-E-O-M-I-R-I-T-T-E-R. -E -E and then the business account is um, Finesse Institute on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, my website is www.thefinesseinstitute.com. And then again, same name on, on Facebook and everything. Um, I'm going to start making sure that I do more to provide more um, marketing resources. So please follow me for all my tips and stuff. And then I'm also going to be launching my um, yoga business coming up at the end of this month. Yes, yeah, super excited. So You're going to do yoga. Yes, yes. I have to call you. you. Please do. Please do. We. You know what I mean? Because I'm because we really getting big with that. And that's the, the last thing I'll say real quick is your your mental health and your wellness. You know what mm. I mean? I can't manage finesse if I am all stressed out. So it's like, you know, you have to find a way to just take care of yourself. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Naomi Ritter on Facebook, Naomi Ritter on Instagram, the Finesse Institute everywhere. Please, y'all hit me up. Um, I would love to have conversations with you guys and just make sure we keep this going and keep them circulate circulating the dollar in the black communities. Sis, thank you so much. Naomi Ritter of the Finesse Institute. That's finesse, not fitness. You'll get somebody finesse. totally different. It's the Fitness Institute. It's we'll not fitness finesse. Too. And we're going to call you the finesse chick. Finesse, finesse chick, yes. I like that. I got a name now. Cool. You got a name <laughs> yes. now. The finesse chick. Yes. So this is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I'm the chatter chick, LaShawn. Shout out to Jer Jer, our millennial chick. Our millennial chick. Oh. Thank you so much for sitting in. How can they um how can they find us real quick, LaShawn? Oh, they can find us on Twitter at Girl Hey2018. And they can find us on Facebook at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast. And they can find us on IG at Hey Girl Hey Podcast 2018. Or they can call us up on our phone and they can find us at 412. Four one two seven zero nine six one three zero, yeah. or they can email us at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail .com. and we are available on all streaming platforms, all Apple of them. Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast. So we are there. So we are expanding, and you better be. I'm telling you, you better be a part of this. You better Come be a part now. of this. About to miss it. Yeah. Naomi Ritter, the Vanessa Chick. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Our meeting today.
to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl, Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.